Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's guest is Phil Webster. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him introduce himself, but he's a author, actor, medium and medium, yes. <laughs> Phil, I, I want you to tell our guests a little bit more about yourself uh, so they can get to know you a little better. Sure. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my name's Phil Webster. I'm based in London. Um, and I, I just wrote my second book and, and the set, the second book essentially obviously follows the first one that, that, that really documented my journey into learning about all sorts of, um, spiritual practices, particularly mediumship kind of focused on that. Um, and that really came about after, after something that happened around when my mum passed away a couple of years, well, um, three years ago, 2021, right, right at the start of it. Um, and it just really, the whole experience just uh, sent my life down a different trajectory completely. Like for previous to that, for a few years, I've been working as an actor. I mean, I still am officially, but it's not really my main um, pursuit. Um, but I've been paying the bills with it for a few years um, since moving back to London. Well, since moving to London in 2017, before that, I lived abroad for about 20 years and was doing all sorts of different stuff, uh, running bars and clubs at one point. Um, work for myself as a personal trainer. All of these things were really just because I never found that thing that I thought, you know, that it seemed that everybody else found, you know what I mean? I never wanted to be like a, yeah. a fireman or a baker or whatever, you know, it was like, I just, I would just do something for the sake of doing something. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as much as I would rather my mum was still here, all that's happened since really seems, uh, seems as though it's kind of, I don't want to say destined or anything grandiose like that, but I feel like I'm finally sort of doing the thing I was supposed to always do yeah yeah well it it made me curious you know after reading your bio and then and seeing what your book was about I mean normally we ask our our guests the very first question is what was your very first paranormal experience and I'm curious if you had anything happen before that or was this kind of uh the, eye kind of the awakening yeah yeah I, I mean that was really the catalyst that I mean that was a pretty big one and it, and it's how the first book starts so I, I guess I'll you know talk about that story in a minute but yeah prior to that I feel when I was a kid there seemed to be a bunch of stuff going on like I mean a little kid um I always remember like I just something that popped in my head actually just now that I never really mentioned that often is I, I used to have this kind of vague memory of, of like bouncing down the stairs like weightless you know as a little kid like so, so to the point that I thought that it was that it had happened you know but then as I got older I thought well that that's impossible you know um and and it seemed like little things would happen around the house like sort of paranormal stuff and then in my teens I came across a book on astral projection uh in a small bookshop this was like the 90s so I, I didn't have any money or anything at the time so I just read as much as I could in the shop and and I went home that night and tried it. I was like, okay, let's see what this is. It sounded pretty cool to my, you know, 14-year-old brain at the time that you could just like leave your body and float around. And I was like, all right, let's try it. And um and and it happened like really quickly, like w- without much effort. And uh, and I felt this separation. I felt myself still laying on the bed, then I felt myself above it. Um, even though my eyes were closed. And then I suddenly, what I wasn't counting on was I had a third perspective from the side of the room and the book hadn't said anything about this. And, and that just like was way too much for me to comprehend at the time, but I could see myself from the side of the room, both on the bed and above it, but I was kind of witnessing it from over here. And I, that was just done, you know, and I just kind of snapped myself out of it and I was like, okay, I, I don't know what that was. Um, 
And I, I went to school the next day and told my friends and they were like, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> and that was that. Um, and then some years later, I was watching a TV show and a guy called in to speak to a psychic. And he described this exact same thing. Most importantly, he described the, the third perspective, which I've never heard of anyone talk, talk of before. And I thought, wow, okay, well, maybe that, maybe that really did happen. Because I'd kind of, these things would happen and I would sort of just be like, well, all right, I don't really know what to do with that. And, and since um, in the last few years of like really exploring all this, I feel that when we have those moments, I mean, that was a pretty profound one, but a lot of the time, you know, things come in sort of like intuitively or you get a sense of something or you feel something and it's not really tangible. It's not like the, we don't experience these things in the same way that we experience everything else. And when you look back on it, it's almost as though your brain doesn't know how to process it. You know, normally we sort of compare, have something to compare something to. And then when you have these like fleeting, I don't know, supernatural moments for want of a better term, then, then the kind of, I don't know, it's, it's almost like the brain doesn't know what to do with it, you know? But anyway, yeah. So that, that was probably one of my fir first earliest experiences. Yeah. I, um, I, well, I guess two things I've always, or I keep hearing or it keeps coming up about children, like, uh, I guess kind of being upset because they can't fly anymore. Right. Or like okay. this kind of like, uh, topic keeps coming up of and and you know parents are like I don't understand what you mean and I'm I'm almost wondering if it's this sort of like they yeah astral they could, yeah they could astral project or it was easier for them too and then now all of a sudden you know as you get older and just becoming or being told like well you can't fly people yeah. don't do that I or that down. I, want, I want to look into that yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah, yeah I haven't heard of that but yeah I like that yeah. Yeah, I'm curious if it's yeah something similar to that that is more of a an astral projection thing versus you know them like a pre life thing actually being able to fly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that. And and yeah, and and I sort of forgot to mention that obviously I then I kind of linked the two and and it seemed like um, yeah that used to be like like some sort of memory as a as a real little kid. But it's odd, isn't it? As well, when we have like dreams of flying and stuff, it feels like you think flying should feel. You know, it's like it's yeah. kind of it's kind of oh yeah, this is this is flying. <laughs> you know, if you ever have true, a flying yeah. dream, it feels like totally natural. So, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, that's kind of as far as I've gone with it um, with astral projection, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but I mean that that was kind of um, and, and other stuff happened, and and I don't know when we were teenagers, we we kind of messed around with a Ouija board and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how I feel about those things now. Like I haven't used one since. Um, well, well, at the time it freaked me out, you know. Um, and, and any results? Uh, well, yeah, there the were results, uh, and uh, and it's an and it's an odd one again because I, I sort of went through as I got older into my twenties and thirties. I kind of just sort of thought, man, that, that stuff probably wasn't a thing, you know. And and I sort of sort of dismissed it. But since again, since kind of opening up to all this stuff again. I thought, well, actually, yeah, I've changed my mind. I was like, okay, I think that did, that was, that was all stuff going on. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it would be irresponsible to, to sort of uh, promote them. I, I don't know. People have got mixed feelings about them. Um, I'm kind of, I'm personally wouldn't mind trying it, uh, trying to use one again. Um, but I know that they're not, they're not everyone. And people say that it's kind of irresponsible to mess with them and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah.
it's a it's a heated topic on this podcast. <laughs> Is it? All right, all yes. right. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually typically we we keep forgetting to ask our guests actually, but that's uh, typically the second question that we always ask uh, towards the end is, would you use a Ouija board? Okay. Um, just because at the very beginning of this podcast, Eric was super anti Ouija board, and I was always like, well, I'm kind of curious because for me, it's just another form of divination. Yeah, um, if you're using tarot cards or pendulum things like that. I do think that intention, well, I guess with any form, mm. right? Intention matters and the people that you are doing it with, you yeah. know, what what energy are they bringing? What intentions are they bringing? Um, I feel like if that's not right, then yeah, you can definitely open yourself up to right. not so great things. I, I just started, I just joined a new circle, like a new development circle, like uh, in, in the mediumistic um, sense. And, and she's mentioned that we're, we're going to use one at some point, so... I trust that she knows what she's doing and everyone that's in there are all very kind of, I don't know, like, like-minded. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a word that's not a cliche. I was going to say high vibe people and that's just terrible, but yeah, you know what I mean? They seem like a nice yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can relate. Well, I'm I'm curious, and it, I mean, it, it seems like you kind of had these experiences kind of sprinkled out, sprinkled in throughout, you know, childhood and teenage years and stuff. Mm. Um, is there something that kind of, turned you off to it that maybe you weren't experiencing it before you kind of came to I guess 2021 when everything opened up for you again well, well there was like a, another huge thing that happened that I didn't attribute to like anything spiritual although although somebody else did um it's quite a, it's a little bit of a long-winded story but I'll try to sort of breeze through it and I've told it a few times so I, I kind of don't want to just you know I'd like to talk to you guys about something else that that I haven't talked about on others but um but it was quite a it was quite a big one um so yeah, somewhere in my thirties, I was I was running bars and clubs, and it's kind of a very obviously a very sort of um, wild sort of scene doing that that doing that stuff, and I'd kind of got a very cynical outlook on life. I was I was quite wrapped up in myself, you know. You like sleeping all day, drinking at night and stuff, working through till six in the morning, and and you're sort of surrounded by people essentially at the worst. Although I had like good friends and stuff like that. You're basically seeing people out drinking, partying, cheating, also fighting. You know what I mean? So, and and I sort of got this weird outlook on the world that that's all normal, and it's not normal. You know, it's like a weird sort of fringe lifestyle. But anyway, somewhere during that, um, I woke up one day and and I just kind of and it's in the book and or the first book I should say. And and I remember just sort of having this thought about how like time is non-linear and you know it's not it wasn't like the first time I've thought about it and I'm definitely not the first person to talk about it um but something like massively profound happened and and it was as though suddenly I would like snapped out of myself and and I, I didn't have like a spiritual bone in my body at the time I was very much caught up in a very um you know sort of self-indulgent lifestyle like I was saying and and um and it was as though something shifted and linear time just fell away. You know, all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, we've got this moment now. And and this sounds kind of like stoner talk or something, but I'm like, okay, well, where did it go? You know, it's here and now it's behind me in theory, but but where? That that moment was right here. And something just scrambled in my head and, and it, it just seemed absurd. And it was almost like I had a, a sort of depersonalization experience. I don't know if I experienced it so powerfully that I was like out of myself and sort of observing my own thoughts. And like I say, linear time fell away and, and I just couldn't sort of just switch it off and think, well, what did I do earlier? Or what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight or something like that. It was just suddenly like now. And then it just, it just didn't stop. It was just now, 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 all the time. And it sent me into like this full blown panic attack. 
and I was like, okay, what the hell's going on? You know, like I, I just couldn't stop it. It was as though it was like an ultimate awareness of, of the present moment. And, and, you know, people talk about connecting with the moment of now. It was like that times a thousand. And it was terrifying. And, and, and I just couldn't stop it. I tried to walk it off. And, and again, I was looking down the street thinking, this doesn't make sense. I'm here and I'm going to be there. I know it sounds like kind of basic, um, kind of stupid stuff, but it was overwhelming. And, um, and, and I tried to go to work that night and explain to people what was going on. And they were like, okay, yeah, I, I, sorry. You know, and, and, yeah. and this just didn't stop. And it went on for weeks. To the point that I was like, okay, I got to go see a doctor. So I saw a doctor and they used the word psychosis. And I was like, okay, what? You know, th this wasn't what I thought was on the cards for me. Um, and, and they gave me some anti-anxiety meds and sleeping pills and said, well, you know, you should really dive more into this and, and look into it because this was just like a general doctor, you know, that I walked into. So I took the anti-anxiety pills, didn't stop it at all. It just didn't didn't touch it you know the sleeping pills would knock me out I'd wake up in the morning the whole thing would start over again if you could if I could say it like that yeah and went to another doctor same diagnosis and I, I was like okay this is this is too much it was overwhelming it was almost as though you know sort of basic reality as though the best way I can describe it was like I was clinging on by my fingernails like really I felt any moment I'm out I'm done and 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 I, I, just to temporarily go down a dark path I started thinking well if this is the way my brain's working now, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm like, I don't, I didn't see any tragedy in that. And I don't mean to make light of mental illness or, or anyone that's going through, you know, a, a psychotic break. I, I mean, essentially that's what it could have been. I don't know. Um, but it didn't stop. And, and somewhere after a few months, I found a, a psychiatrist and what attracted to me to him was that he was a hypnotist. So I went along and I was like, okay, man, just zap this away. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Just make it stop. You know? And he listened yeah. to me and he was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and he was the first person that didn't sort of just dismiss it as like a, like a psychological problem. And he said, he said, no, 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 man. He was like, this, this isn't, you're not going insane. He said, you're having an awakening. And I was like, whatever, just, you know, just make it stop. But he knew exactly what it meant. Um, and he, he started using words like mystic and, and shamanic sickness and all this stuff that I didn't care about at all. And I mean, this is like 10, 12 years ago now. And, and he gave me a very basic grounding meditation, like a really basic one, just like, like, um, sort of like imagining a mountain and just kind of, you know, looking back on it, it was just pretty much one of the most basic things you can do. And it brought me back like instantly after months of thinking that I was going out of my wow. mind. Um, it didn't last. I had to keep doing it every day and then it would sort of slowly creep on. Um, but over the course of the next few months, I would have like a, a one good day where I felt sane, you know, and then like a week later, I'd have two good days and so on. And I kind of came back, you know, to join the herd or, or what have you. And I was just at the time, I was like, thank God that whatever the hell that was is done. I got through it. No meds, nothing like that. Just meditation brought me back online or offline, depending, you know, where you look at these things. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, and I was just thankful to be back, you know, going to work, thinking about what I was you know, paying the bills and all that stuff. I, I, it was insane. Um, and I just put it behind me happily. I mean, I came back a lot humbler. I felt like my ego got smashed to pieces. And, um, you know, I, again, like respect for just having my brain work properly again. And, and I just got on with life. And, and actually, I would say that things, it did alter me in a sense that I kind of appreciated everything a lot more and moved back to the UK, thought I'd be close to my mum pursued acting I thought well what, what am I wasting time for here Let, let's do something that I'm really interested in doing 
and that, actually that wasn't really acting. I was just like kind of obsessed with movies and that just seemed like the logical way to get into it with no education in movies. Um, and all of a sudden everything sort of fell into place from that experience, but I didn't attribute it to anything spiritual at all um, until very recently until looking into, into these things and thinking, oh, okay, that, that was, that was a thing, you know, that was, that seemed like it was kind of setting me up for what was to come. But yeah, sorry, long-winded story, but it was a no, no, pretty life-altering one. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I love the the getting back online or offline, depending on how you look at it. Because it's, yeah, like truly sometimes it's like we're living this real world and I'm like, man, people are so disconnected. I feel like myself included, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. definitely find myself in, in going with the motions and just kind of living life. Um but, you know, hearing you talk about just having those moments of like, this isn't this isn't what it should be. But here mm. we are. We're still doing it anyway. Um, it's hard to. But sometimes... it's, it's crazy, right? I mean, we, we are yeah. obviously we're doing this. This is, you know, this this is how it's set up, whatever this is. I mean, sorry, this is quite out there. And, and it's kind of impossible oh, to, my... to put into words because, you know, when you get to start talking about time and the moment of now and all that, it it opens up this whole thing of, you know, alternate timelines and everything being possible and, and, and all that stuff or multiverses and, and, and all that crazy stuff. And, and it's like, where it's, I just can't wrap my head around it. You know, I try and write about it, but trying to have a conversation, I just feel like I don't have the language, you know? Um, yeah. But it is, it, it's, it's, this whole thing is kind of nuts when you, when you start looking, looking at it a bit too deeply. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's set up like this, we, we're in it, we're moving forward what can you do you know you just got to get on with it right so yeah the human experience yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a it's it's always interesting when a, a medical professional uh, to you know brings that bit of spirituality into their medicine and doesn't just I mean again I've said this before medicine is very science-based and that and will he's a you, nurse too yes, so, a nurse. Okay. so yeah medical field yeah so the science is going to get you very far, but there are some points where you have to get into the spiritual side because that spiritual side sometimes can help people just get past whatever they're stuck in, in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so when, when, when people talk about uh, this kind of stuff, like I, I always appreciate it because um, there are a lot of doctors out there who have very, and, and nurses too, just people, people in medicine in general, in the medical field, uh, can can sometimes have huge egos because they feel like I'm fixing you, mm. and and sometimes, you know, you know, uh, you also have to look at the person, and it's not just whatever's in your textbooks. You got to go beyond that and try and see the person for who they are, and and everybody's an individual, and one thing isn't going to work for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes you just gotta really like look at the person and, and see what they're going through and try and tailor your um, treatment to that person. You know what yeah. I mean? And I also liked what you said about, you know, that your ego is smashed to pieces because yeah. <laughs> we've talked about mediumship all the time and, and I'm, and you may not, it may not be this uh, what you're referring to, but I know uh, Michelle has talked about, you know, when, when your ego is too much, it's just like, uh, you have to like put the ego aside and, and mm -hmm. like um, to be able to open yourself up more. If it's 
there you're gonna have and a difficult to time you, yes listen to your intuition better and stuff like that mm. Just yeah that. trust yourself so yeah, i feel like it was almost like a stepping stone or something that like it had to happen in order for this your later stuff to kind of open you up a lot more yeah I, I i agree i really do there was another thing that happened i'll just quickly throw it in like a few years after that and and then like again what happened around my mum passing made me look back on all these things and it was like oh okay that happened and then that ha and it was like few and far between you know every few years in the middle of that i was just getting on with life you know i'm not walking around like yodo or something but um there was this other thing that happened again early 40s I would say I'm like I'm nearing the end of my 40s now so I'll just leave it at that but um but, but yeah I, I woke up one, another, another thing so and this was another thing that was kind of parallels to this because it would seem that I would wake up and be in this state and again what I've learned about since that if you're still in this kind of theta state um that tends to be the state that you go into in meditation or what have you um or that mediums go into when connecting um and I remember waking up again this other morning and the best way I could describe it and, and actually still the best way I could describe it was as though something was giving me, uh, this sounds so talking about ego being out of the way, but I really, I'm not like sort of, I don't know even know what it was, but it felt like I was getting a lot of information from Down something up. way smarter than me. And, and the best way I can describe it was like a rainbow stream going into the top of my head. As though I could almost mm -hmm. see it. Uh, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and just woke up and I thought, okay, this thing that I just told you about from a few years previously, I was like, shit, this is happening again. You know, like what's going, you know, I just kind of connected it to that. And and it was as though something were asking me, oh, do, you, do you still want this or, or, or what? It was almost like I caught something in the act of, of giving mm -hmm. me something. And, and I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. And I just kind of sat up and, and then it just stopped just like that. And I thought, well, what the hell was that? Was that a dream? Or and, and anyway, I just kind of laid there. And the next sort of interesting part about it was I could see a, a holographic grid above me um, between myself and the ceiling, just kind of floating there. And I didn't, I wasn't panicking or anything. I just watched it and I thought, well, that's odd. Because it wasn't like, you know, like I, I hadn't been like sort of squished up on my arm or something. It wasn't like traces or, or something. It was just there. And I just watched it and it was just, yeah, it was just a grid and it just faded out and disappeared. And I was like, okay, well, what the hell was that? And, and I called my, my partner. Um, we were, she was, we were in di different places at the time. And she was like, well, yeah, that you were dreaming. You know, I was like, no, no, I was like, I don't, I don't think it was a dream. And then I called my friend and he was like, well, did you drink last night? Well, I'm like, no, man. I was like, I don't know what this is. I was like, okay, just forget it. But anyway, I kind of started looking into it and, and this seemed to be like a, a common thing you know um and, and especially the the grid later on when i was learning about uh reading something about shamanism um on the first page of this book that i picked up they started talking about um seeing grids when they were connected with spirit guides and stuff like that like thousands of years ago and again I, I was like okay and and then just put it behind me you know um but then looking back on it and then meeting people since, and then they've said, oh, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. You've got your crown chakra. That's where your guys would connect with you. And clearly they've been trying to sort of, you know, give you a tap on the shoulder every now and again for a few years. But, yeah, like I say these things, but I would immediately just be like, all right, whatever. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. And then just get on with life, you know. Um, it's, it's only been, again, the last few years that I've kind of opened up to all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it definitely sounds like for a few years there, they were trying to like get in touch with you and be like, hey, you know, but obviously they're like, OK, he's not ready. He's not ready yeah. until, you know, it finally happened. 
Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. You know, I don't know. It, it all kind of sounds very matrixy to me too. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. 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 Especially, especially like this, this last, the last movie that they made where he's talking about being on that like hamster wheel, just going through the motions, doing everything over and over and over again, just doing the same thing. Mm. And then it's finally until when he starts waking up from his, you know, that loop and realizing yeah he 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 starts waking yeah waking up from the simulations he starts to realize hey wait this like this is something's wrong here and it was just the robot's way of like controlling them to keep them from remembering their past and stuff so yeah uh, yeah it's like well i because i gave it for some reason i didn't google it immediately i left it a couple of days and i thought why haven't i like look what i could just google this you know what what could that have been and i started googling seeing holographic grid when wake i don't know how to put it yeah. and then you would think there'd be nothing but then there was this whole you know wealth of like forums and stuff of people saying that yeah, yeah if you look out to sea, you can see the grid and and all that. and it kind of opened up all the all the sort of simulation talk um yeah but it, but it was a lot more common than i, than I thought it was going to be yeah yeah yeah, and that's interesting because I haven't even I, I mean I mean I'm not very well versed in a lot of things right but that, that's something that I'd never heard before I don't know Michelle yeah. has no no okay. I mean yeah. and I was gonna say it's got to be pretty validating too to like have this experience thinking oh it's a one-off and then being like nope there is a whole bunch of people that have experienced it as well but yeah, yeah that's yeah. not actually something I'd ever heard of either yeah no and and it's and it still happens every now and again just the grid thing there, there was the, there was a medical explanation that I that I came across that was say, something to do with like you know as your eyes get older they they just come up with weird stuff um but it wasn't really it didn't really describe the experience accurately, you know. Um, it was it was kind of similar, but it wasn't really, you know. Um, so yeah, let's see. I mean, if my eyes suddenly deteriorate, then maybe it was that after all. I don't know, but but yeah. But anyway, yeah. So there was all these things, and and then um, then the the night before my mum passed away, that was like kind of the the sort of big one for me. Even those th- those things were pretty big, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, with without, I, I mean, I, I definitely want, you know, our, our listeners to be able to, to go read your book. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of, you know, more details and information, but I'm, I'm curious, I don't know, with what you can share without giving the whole book away know, um, as far as what kind of. Yeah, yeah well, pretty much what I've talked about, uh, uh, like that's some, they're in the first book. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the, the story that I'll tell next about my mom is essentially how the book opens. So it's not really, you know, giving anything okay. away. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll go into that. Um, so yeah, living in London, 2017, um, and you know things were great and everything. And then 2020 came along, and so my mum, she lived on a place called the Isle of Wight, and that's where I'd grown up, which is a small island at the south of England, um, kind of a very rural place. You have to get a boat there for like 20 minutes or something. But anyway, she was she was there on her own. Um, she was 76 years old. And I was trying to do the right thing through the whole pandemic, keeping away where we should and, and all the rest of it. Um, and then we kept going into, I think we had two or three lockdowns. I think by the third one, everyone was kind of over them. But um, so we, yeah, yeah and, and we'd arranged that my mum would come to London for Christmas. And then right at the last second, the government were like, yeah, no, 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 don't do that. And kind of, she got freaked out. I, I got freaked out. I was like, well, God forbid she comes here and something happens on the way, you know, she picks it up on the way or something. So we decided against it. So by that point, I hadn't seen her for a few months. And I was also, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm name dropping, but this is, is it does, it is relevant <laughs> to someone else. But I, I was waiting to work on um, 
uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, right? The, nice. the sequel to Doctor Strange. So I hadn't had any work for like the whole of 2020. And then that was coming up and they were kind of changing the dates all the time and threatening that, you know, if you, you got to keep going for COVID tests like every week up until the filming started. And if you got it, then that was it. You're done, you know, and it was a good four months of work. And it's not like I was doing anything amazing. I mean, it was kind of cool to be on there, but I was just like one of the yeah. warriors in like Kamataj, <laughs> you know, there was me and like mm -hmm. you know, 60 other people. But anyway, it was good money. And, it, you know, I was kind of geeking out a bit about it. Um, yeah. And I was. Now I would have to go back and see if I can catch you in the movie. Like one second somewhere in there. I okay. Somebody else got a screenshot. But, um, but we had a good four months of work on it. And, and there's good money, you know, doing stuff like that. So I was kind of really eager to get on it. Um, so anyway, point being, I hadn't sort of been sitting on trains and buses and stuff like that, as well as thinking of my mum's health. So I hadn't seen her since maybe October, November, and, and it was January, but we would FaceTime every day. Um, and I knew her routines. I knew everyone there. It's a very quiet place. And on this particular day, uh, mid-January, we'd spoken a couple of times already that day. And... Um, and she picked the phone up that night and as she picked it up, she would always keep it charging on the floor. And as she kind of leaned in, there was a man leaning in from the other side. And I saw him long enough that I could describe him. He had like thinning gray hair, glasses, kind of gaunt looking. Oddly, and I don't say this a lot because I feel like it, I don't know, it's, it's just a very odd detail. He was wearing a mask, like a, you know, like a um, mm -hmm. PPE mask. Or yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just like kind of shocked, right? Because it was 10 o'clock at night and she did have, um, she would have um, some voluntary nurses going by in the day just to make sure that she took her meds properly and they would make her a cup of tea or something like that. Um, but they would be there lunchtime and sort of dinner time. And I never saw them there in all the months they were going past 6.30 at night. And this was 10.30 at night. I knew all the neighbors. And he's... Um, sorry. No, I was gonna say, and and he was a lot older, right? Like you yeah, said. and he was a lot older. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was. Typically, they were, they were all pretty much like in their twenties or something. But um, but he was. That was my first thought. I thought, well, it's one of the nurses. But then it was ten o'clock at night. I was like, well, that's way too late, you know. And and plus, we were in another lockdown. And yeah, sorry. Point being, he wasn't wearing the mask properly. He had it pulled under his nose, like here, which like instantly annoyed me. I was like, okay, well, what the hell? What the hell is this? You know, I'm I'm keeping away. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then she's got these idiots showing up that are supposed to be helping her and they're not wearing the mask properly, you know? And I was kind of like, yeah. I was like, who's that? And she said, who's what? And I was like, I said, well, the guy, I said, who, who's the guy? Is it one of the nurses? She was like, no, no, no. They were here like six o'clock driving me nuts blah, 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 and just sort of sat down and started talking about her day. And I was like, Hey mom, I was like, sorry, but I said, who, who was the guy? I just saw somebody, you know? And she said, um, no, she said, there's, there's not been anyone here, you know, for hours. And, um, and she started talking about the day and I was just kind of like in a weird, you know, like limbo. And I was like, okay, mom, just, I said, I'm sorry, I've got to interrupt you again. I said, you're telling me that there's no one with you right now in the house. And she's like, no, no, no. You know, and just started talking. And one thing I could always tell when somebody was with her because she would put on all these airs and graces and she would speak like a lot posher. She wouldn't be herself. It used to be really annoying. You know, you couldn't get a straight conversation out of her. And she wasn't doing that at all. She was just chatting about her day, swearing, complaining about the, the nurses and stuff and, and acting like there was no one there. And I thought, well, okay, I, I guess I was wrong then. I guess I didn't just see this guy with his mask. Like, but there were all these specific details, like with the glasses and the hair and the, the mask. And 
And that's it. And then we spoke for like 30, 45 minutes. She didn't acknowledge anyone. It's a very small house. Um, you know, nobody said goodbye. I didn't hear the door open or close. She didn't look, you know, she was just acting totally normal. And I thought, well, okay, I guess I was mistaken then. I, I don't know. I didn't know what I thought it was, but I just sort of banished the idea. And I went to bed that night. Anyway, so the next morning uh, I got a phone call from a neighbor and they couldn't get in the house and they'd look through the letterbox and could see that she was on the floor and she had a heart attack pretty much there and then and, and passed away that morning. So through all of the, you know, grief that we go through, uh, uh, you know, that, that any of your, any of your listeners are, are, have been through, you know, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's such a life changing experience to lose that one person that's always been there, you know, a witness to everything. Um, and then it's like stepping into an alternate universe, you know, um, but through all of that and, and all that comes with it, I, I, my mind kept going back to this thing. I was like, well, what, what was that then? What are we talking here? Like, who was the guy? And I told a few people about it. And of course I can't be 100% sure that there was absolutely no one there, you know, but I, cause I wasn't there, but I, I believe that there was nobody there. Um, just, just everything around it, the way she was acting, all of that. Um, and I didn't recognize him. And then she passed the next day and I was like, okay, well, what are we talking here? Are we talking ghosts? Are we talking spirit guides? Um, and I would tell people about it and people were, some people would be like, well, okay, you're grieving now. So, you know, and I was like, well, it's not, mm. it wasn't grief. It was, it was before the fact, you know, I spoke to my partner right after the phone call and she said, well, what was all that about? And I said, well, there was, I think I saw somebody, but she said, there's no one there. And then we forgot about it and went to bed. You know, I thought my mum was going to be around for years still. And then, and then obviously, obviously other people on the side of the other side of the fence were kind of like, well, yeah, clearly that was a guide. Like somebody was letting you know that your mum's about to pass away. And I just kind of kept going over and over it. He didn't, he didn't look like anyone I recognized. He didn't look like a family member, like an uncle or anything like that. Um, and I just sort of kept playing it over in my head. And at the end of the day, I was like, well, the logical reason, the, the logical thing to me seems to be that that was somebody letting me know that my mum was about to die. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of like the, the only sort of conclusion that I came to that made sense without her having some weird relationship that she'd never told me about, or some intruder that she just, you know, is like, I, I just know, yeah. her, I knew her routine so well day after day after day, we were calling multiple times a day. And this person being there at 10 o'clock at night in a lockdown just, just didn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of, uh, you know, went through all that. I've worked on this movie. Um, I just kind of started reading like books that had helped me in the past, you know, sort of standard sort of spiritual literature, like Neil Donald Walsh and, and stuff like that. Um, and then eventually I came across a book by a medium called Claire Broad. Um, and that really helped me. It was called what the dead are dying to teach us. I think that's the name of it. Um, and it was, it was all about mediumship and, and how she became a medium. And what one interesting thing was that, the book opened up like the first page of the book and I hadn't um, looked into her. I didn't know where she was from, if she was from the States or, or, or England or Australia or whatever, you know, just the, just the title of the book sort of was quite catchy. And, um, and the first page took place across the street from where I lived in London at the cemetery oh, wow. across the road. Like I could literally look out of my window and see the cemetery across the street um, where she first had her first sort of psychic experience as a kid. And I was like, well, oh, that's weird. You know, um, and again, wasn't really sort of versed in the whole synchronicity thing at that, at that point. I just, yeah. That's a yeah. I was going to say. 
Yeah, and then and then about just after I finished the book, I, I looked her up online, and she had a she was given a workshop at a place called the College of Psychic Studies in London, which sounded had I was aware of it, and I'd always thought that that sounded ridiculous. You know, I was like, what the hell is that? You know, like I walked past the place and would chuckle when I saw it. You know, <laughs> and um, yeah. it, was like, it was like you know, like Doctor Xavier's school for you know YouTube <laughs> and, and um hogwarts or something yeah yeah and and um anyway she was given a class there and i went along um and spoke to her and we sort of immediately hit it off and i told her these stories that i told you like although a little bit less detail and she was kind of like yeah yeah that you know that all makes sense and she was the one that was telling me about the the chakras and the, the rainbow to the head okay. thing um and yeah, we we hit it off. I'm I'm, I'm actually like in her circle now. Just just started it, um, but yeah, that that was really so. That was really the whole catalyst for the book. Um, that that experience with my mum, and then learning about mediumship, and then just these amazing things that happen, like one after the other. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll stop. Yeah. I'm rambling. No, <laughs> no, no, not no, at no. All. It's, it's th- that's <laughs> this is your time, Phil. Yes, you yeah. can speak. <laughs> all you want (laughs) no i i mean i i love that well obviously i don't love you know the what had to kind of happen for all this right but um just i i love when when everything is just so synchronistic and people it's just like this is what was meant to happen but when you were ready you know and and Mm. now you're being able to answer these questions and uh, get answers to these experiences that you had um and these people come into your life that are able to to kind of help guide you through and stuff like that. So it's yeah. I don't know, it, it's beautiful to hear, and I'm so glad that you you know kind of have that now. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, and it really you know since writing the book, I mean I'm not getting rich off these books not by any means at all, but it feels that I feel like, oh yeah, this was supposed to be, this was it, this was why I was you know always kind of had an eye on these things, even though at times I, I like I say are very very much cultivated a very sort of cynical attitude at one point um but i feel like in my core belief i always kind of really believed in this stuff um and and just now since the the experiences that i've had especially through that first year of really wanting to and, and i'm, and I'm well, well aware of it i mean I, I talk about these things and i don't just buy into every sort of thing because it's spiritual or because it's out there or whatever you know i've seen some mediums that are like terrible you know i'm like okay i remember showing up like once and and I didn't and I haven't it's not like I've just got reading after reading or anything like that it was a spiritualist church which was close by I didn't even know what those were at the time and really again this was like a, this is another short little story but this was really again just really cemented everything um I walked into this place one night and there was a mediumship given a demonstration I didn't really know what to expect um I'd never seen a medium work before but there was a bunch of people sat there they didn't know I was arriving all these things were kind of going through my head you know thinking okay there's no way that they could know anything about me. Um, anyway, the lady went around the congregation. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. She was saying all these amazing things. And I'd gone in very, like, with a very sort of skeptical mind for some reason that night. Um, by the time she got to me, anyway, she started talking about a friend of mine that had passed. And it took me a long time to sort of realize. And then when I realized, I was like, oh, she's talking about him. Like, uh, and somebody I haven't thought of for like 20 years. It all fell into place. Um, and then she said, oh, well, I've got a lady that passed recently. And this was a few months after my mama passed. And the catalyst or the game changer was um, the, the medium's accent changed. So she had a very sort of strong Cockney accent. 
And then all of a sudden she switched to this like Northern English accent, which my mum had. Um, and, and it was like, whoa, okay. Like, like I, I haven't got a trace of that accent, you know? Um, yeah. And, and she just started speaking with this Derbyshire accent, which was where, where my mum was from. And it was a very brief message, but she was just sort of talking about the circumstances around her passing and that she's all right now. And she said that angels lifted her up and all these, you know, lovely things that they say, um, uh, but but again, the accent changing that that was like okay, that there's no way that that woman knew a single thing about me, and and that again really was I was like okay, this is this stuff's real, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I was curious too if um, if especially now in the journey that you are, if you've been able to speak to her, like has she come to you at all, or is that kind of? I, and I'm curious just because like since like our grandmother's passing I feel like I want now I'm like okay well we can still somehow communicate and like we've had nothing and it's Hmm. a little disheartening so I'm curious if you've had something or been able to contact her or other people contact her I have I've had some fleeting moments like I'll get um a sense of her perfume and it's not like it's a physical smell but it's also it's not like it's a memory it's not like a memory of a smell you know like I can imagine what chocolate smells like or something but it's yeah. not that it's like it's there but it's not there and i'll get yeah. that relatively frequently i'm um, just out of the blue um and then i believe that i've had a couple of instances like i was really i mean I, I was grieving really hard that first year and i managed to sort of keep hold of her house um for the first year she didn't she didn't own the house she rented it but i managed to just sort of keep hold of it and just left it like some shrine for like a year um, and I would just go there and just sit with her stuff. And I, and I felt like it helped. I'm not sure if it was the healthiest thing to do. Um, but it, it was, you know, it was the way I did it. Um, it was a place where I grew up as my childhood home, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I would just go sit there and, and I remember sort of walking around and I remember one specific day walking along the beach, um, and just being really, well, actually there was a couple, there's a couple of other stories for you as well. Something like that it just reminded me of something else, but I just remember one day just just sort of thinking out you know I was speaking out loud saying like how much I really missed her and I got this kind of response well like well it's the same for me you know and and I, she was like well you know it's the same for me I of course you know but it's fine you know well it was kind of like just the sense of like I, well she's missing me too you know like it's not just yeah. like a one-sided thing I'm not the only one going through this well and I was like well that was weird I wouldn't I've never thought of that like this before I, I just always thought that the you know the spirit world is this thing that's around us and they're all fine and you know watching us go about our business when they feel like it and stuff like that I never sort of thought of it from the perspective of them also somewhat grieving because they're you know they're yeah. missing us and I was like okay I don't I don't think that that was from me I you know um anyway it mm-hmm. made me feel a lot better I have to say weirdly but yeah a, a couple of strange things though I've got another story that I don't really talk about often it's in the book but um I remember you know learning about mediumship trying to open up to it joining a joining a development circle all this stuff and 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 then sort of stalling and not and feeling like I wasn't progressing and wasn't getting anything you know I remember like sitting in that house in my mum's house crying you know like getting drunk or something crying like asking for something to move <laughs> you know I was like just yeah. do yeah. something then come on give me something you know and and you know like a like a crazy person basically, and uh, and nothing would happen. You know nothing would happen. And I and I just remember getting really frustrated with this. And I was writing this book, and 
I was thinking, okay, well, you know, people keep telling me that I'm going to be a medium, which which is another thing that the lady in that spiritualist church immediately said, oh, you're, you're a medium, you know? And I was like, no, I'm not. But anyway, they all kept saying it anytime I would sort of come across one. And I was like, okay, look, you know, if I'm supposed to be this voice for spirit or something, just like, give me something, you know, just give me something. And, I, and again, I was on the beach in the evening and it was quite late at night. There was a bunch of fishermen lined up along the, along the shoreline. And I was just crying and just wailing and like shouting, like, all right, just, you know, I need, I need something more because I'm just giving up with this stuff. And, you know, give me some sort of sign. And I'm talking like I'm asking spirit guides here. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was a beach cafe next to me. And, and I'd, I'd just been sat there the whole time. And it was out of season. And they got like a board on the side, like a specials board. And, and I swear, I swear, in chalk, my name was wrote on it. Phil. Like, just P-H-I-L-L. And then it just said hi everywhere. Like the H-I was just scorn all over yeah. like kids had done it or something you know i don't yeah. think some chalk magically appeared and wrote my name yeah but i, I was just i was just asking i was like oh. give me something and i turned to the left and it said phil hi 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 like wow. about 50 times and i was like okay I, i'm and I, I took a picture with my phone and i was just like okay well all right okay i'll take that yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um anyway yeah just a random story no, I mean, I got goosebumps. I mean, I feel like you can't can't deny that. You asked for a sign from your spirit guides, and all fifty of them came and said, "A literal <laughs> sign." Yeah, yeah, Seriously. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, you know, I was like, okay, there must have been some kids on the beach that day. Someone yeah. called Phil, and they were messing around, writing hi. I, I don't know, but it, but it was as though I'd I'd been taken to the place that was going to give me that answer that I was looking for. You know, um, yeah. that, that's yeah. kind of the way that I sort of reasoned around it. But yeah, yeah, a bunch of stuff that's like cool. that. Yeah, love that. Again, synchronicities, and, and you know, it's just, especially when you when you need them, and 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 I know you can use an excuse of like, oh, well, you're you're needing, you know, some sort of validation, so you're looking for it. But yeah. I, sometimes it's again like the story that you just said. Sometimes it's just like, fine, if you know. But what are the odds of some kids coming writing that and it being right where it needs to be when you needed it? Like yeah. that's yeah. that's magical in and of itself. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it, isn't it? And and that's I suppose that's the skeptic's argument. And and again, I, I say all these sort of like wild stories, but like I, I really do sort of keep a skeptical kind of outlook on all this stuff. You know, um, I, I, I t- it tends to be my sort of default when anyone else is talking about these things. Even though I talk about these things, when someone else talks about mm-hmm. it, I'm like, eh, really? Did you? Has that happened? You know, and, and I don't know why. I, you know, but and then I sort of remind myself, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm talking. I'm telling all these crazy stories and, and thinking that people believe me. Uh, um, so why shouldn't I believe somebody else's account or something, you know, even if it sounds nuts, it's, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's interesting, but, but I mean, I definitely can sense that you're very grounded in your beliefs. Like I, I feel like I've spoken to, you know, other people who are kind of where <laughs> yeah. I haven't, yeah, where I kind of have that same attitude where it's like, all right, this is a, a little much or like it's just a little too out here. Um, yeah. But you're very like grounded in with what you're saying and, and you know, the way you speak too. So, yeah, I I don't think, yeah, you know, I'm, you're saying, like, oh, like yeah. stoner thoughts. But, but I mean, no. at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, like I say this a lot, but like all I can do is say that these, you know, talk from my own experience. I can't talk of anyone else's experience. Um, and 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 if... I wouldn't have believed these things a few years ago, you know, I'd have been like, okay, you know, um, 
and 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 I'm sure a lot of my friends think that as well. They probably just think that I'm in a very strong denial stage of grief or, or something like that. And and I and I get it, you know. But um, yeah, just just so many things have happened. And then learning about mediumship myself and giving other people evidence that I know that I didn't know these things, you know, um, just some yeah. some yeah. off the wall stuff. Like, and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, that that makes perfect sense to me. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I I know that that wasn't for me, you know. Yeah. yeah. I've got. I'm curious. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just thinking of one example, but yeah, no, please, you go, you go ahead. Well, that's actually what I was going to ask. If, right. if you had like an example of like a of a reading that was just like so profound, yeah. there's no denying that. Yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the first ones. Um, <laughs> like I haven't. So this this last year, especially with the promotion of the first book, it kind of really took me away from practicing this stuff. You know, um, so it was kind of like a, ironically, like I wasn't doing anything to do with mediumship after writing a book about it, about how everyone can become a medium and all that stuff, you know, suddenly I was worrying about book sales and my publishers are like, you're not doing enough to do that, you know, all that stuff. Um, so it kind of took me away from it. Um, so, so I, I've really had like a long break, but one of the first circles that I joined, um, a lady showed up that night. She'd been in the group before, but I hadn't met her yet. So it was the first time we met and she was an older lady, um, from lived in London. Um, and, you know, we would practice with each other and try and give each other evidence of somebody that had passed over. So we'd sit and open ourselves up, open all the chakras and all that stuff, ask our guys to come in. And the way that I was doing it at the time um, was I was just kind of, and this is very early days. I mean, it's still early days for me, but um, I was just imagining like a blank screen. And I was like, okay, let's just, you know, keep this screen clear and then just give me something you know, that I can give to this lady. And the first thing that I saw was like a baby orangutan. And I was like, well, that's stupid. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, you know? And, and it was just kind of like, and it just kept coming back. Um, and it was like this, I don't know, I'm like older than you guys, but like in the eighties, nineties, there used to be like all these Hallmark cards with some, you know, I don't know, like an orangutan and it would say like, Oh shit. Or something like that underneath. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know, yeah. and it, I just kept seeing one of these like old school posters of this like orangutan wearing a diaper and I'm like I'm not gonna say that um and then the next thing I got was like this kind of Robert Duvall looking dude um and and I I was like okay and and he was sitting in a chair and I was describing him and she said well yeah that that sounds very like much like my dad that had passed over and I was like okay I said I've got to give you the I said baby orangutan and she was like oh yeah 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 that that makes perfect sense and I was like okay and that was like this was a very early early one and that's all I'd get I'd get like two or three things and then I was like okay that's me done um, and and I, to be honest, I haven't really progressed that much further than that now. But um, and and I was like, okay, so you know, what's the story? And she was like, well, yeah, my dad passed, and she says my my daughter works in an orangutan sanctuary in California. And I was like, oh, what? Like that's just so complete. I I would have had no, yeah. you know what I mean? I I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the lady's English, you know. I didn't know she'd got any connections to the states or anything. And it was so specific and just so weird that I was like, all right, okay, but maybe there is something to all this yeah yeah <laughs> i mean but but that's got to like that's so out there that mm. it's not it's not generic it's not like oh he has glasses and yeah, a beard yeah. you know what i mean like the, i i think um you know and speaking having spoken to to other mediums like it's it's those type that type of evidence that that people need to be able to believe that you are talking to their loved one and so i mean that's so right and 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 having done some you know, workshops and trying, wanting to kind of understand mediumship as well. 
that is one of the things they said like it it's gonna it may seem ridiculous or sound yeah. ridiculous but say it it might mean something to them yeah. and to you so yeah that's crazy cool yeah <laughs> no, that, that, orangutan. that was it yeah that was really one of the first kind of things like oh wow i can actually i can do this then yeah yeah that was yeah. um that was interesting but um yeah i still feel like i'm really at the start of my journey but yeah just so, just to sort of go back to the books like um the first book was really like that story you know like sort of like autobiographical and then all these things i was learning along the way i was just kind of writing about in real time it's full of meditations as well that was kind of like a really big thing to me that that seemed like that was really the sort of key to mediumship you know that when you can step back from your thoughts and realize that you're not part of this jumble of thoughts then when something new comes in you sort of recognize it as start to recognize it that that okay that's not me you know that's that's from somewhere else i know that i don't know that and that's not part of that whole random mess over there you know um you can sort of start to distinguish between them um and i feel that yeah the meditation is really sort of the, the step towards it so there's there's pretty much a meditation at the end of every chapter only thing is um they're not very practical in the sense that it's a physical book. So like if it was an audio book, it would work a lot better, but yeah, yeah. I, I've just sort of suggested that the reader records it out loud and then plays it back to themselves. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was like, well, we just record it and then yeah. like kind of play it back <laughs> to yourself to do the meditation. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It works too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. After, so after the, just to talk about the books again, after the first book, um, I felt like I'd learned so much about all this, you know, amazing stuff that I just like wanted to keep writing um so yeah the second book's kind of less about my story and more sort of about the sort of bigger picture of spirituality like i just tried to touch on a little bit of something um and, and i thought well what would i want to know about so i just kind of had a lot of fun learning about these things and then just sort of relaying what i've learned into a book um so i'm talking about um what i think is possibly the origins of witchcraft and 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 all sorts of fun stuff like that um the the whole metaphysical thing about time and and all that which is I, I couldn't even try to recite any of it now but um yeah, yeah so it's kind of and, and yeah a lot of, a lot of meditations and and then it definitely sort of leans towards mediumship again at the end as well just remember that I've got to talk about a book here sorry I just <laughs> oh, oh no no no, no. Not, not at all I mean and when does that second book come out you said um it just came out here a couple of days ago this is it oh, okay. I sort of keep looking down there um it came out a couple of days ago here and in the states I believe it's out physically on the first of February but I think you can already get the digital version yeah at, okay. at all the usual places yeah yeah I was gonna say because your first book I was able to find on Amazon so if anybody's or interested you know they can find that there and i assume a second book will eventually be there as well yeah it should be there too that's um, interesting you say that though because um a couple of people have told me that they've had trouble getting it well whereas others haven't like i don't know it's, yeah let's see i need to speak to them about that but yeah that's i mean i i think that's important to share especially especially from from someone who maybe traditionally didn't grow up in like knowing or learning about any of this and and you just having your own organic you mm. know awakening um yeah. I, I think a lot of people can be a little scared by some of these experiences and think that they are having a psychotic break and then mm. medicate themselves to oblivion and you know when in reality something as simple as a grounding meditation you know would help so i think yeah. it's important that you get these stories and experiences out yeah that that seems to be the one that i keep coming back to i mean i feel like all the mediumship stuff is great um i'll keep developing as it but i feel like it's just part of it um yeah and, and it's helped me to the point that i'm convinced now that my mom's fine and that she's around if if, if i need her and, and that was really what 
I wanted to prove to myself at least. Um, and now I've done that. Yeah. I, I still think it's like really fascinating, but it doesn't feel like my sort of end goal. I'm not, I don't really see myself as a platform medium or anything like that. But one thing that I do keep coming back to, um, is this whole time thing It's kind of, and especially now I think lately there's been a bit of a sort of a buzz term around like shifting timelines and stuff like that. People are talking mm -hmm. about it a lot on, on social media and what have you. Um, and I think there's something to that. And I just feel that after having a really powerful experience with it, that that's possibly what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, my thing, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 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 I need her to, I need to learn how to articulate it better. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess kind of because you brought up Marvel, you know, being in that, but I, I almost kind of feel like these series of movies that they had been putting out with timelines and, yeah. and all that stuff kind of um, open people's minds to like, mm. wait, can this actually be a thing? Yeah. Um, because I know, I, I don't think I, maybe in passing, like as a joke, it's like, oh, a different dimension, but never, yeah. or, or, you know, different timelines, but never took it seriously didn't know that there's actual science that's like trying to prove yeah. these things and whatnot so yeah and, and i think that, that kind not, of and, and that they're yeah. not really better versed than we are in it in it to talk about it i mean they could probably use you know better words that, than i'm using but um but yeah it is crazy just talking about those films i remember sitting on a, a plane and seeing that first um into the spider-verse movie the car you know the, the animated one and I was like, wow, I, I, like kids really th talk, thinking about this stuff? You know, like when I was a kid, people would like, pull, a, pull a mask off like somebody on Scooby-Doo and that would be the end of it. You know, now they're like talking yeah. about different timelines and it's like, wow, okay. But yeah, I, I feel that that is such a fascinating subject, but I always feel that, that, it's, that it puts me on the edge of just, you know, I have to go do something like really grounding afterwards, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah. way, it's way too much to comprehend. Um but it, but it is a really interesting concept, that especially the whole shifting timelines thing, because it, it sounds like a really abstract idea, but it's like, essentially, it's what we do all day, right? We're, we're constantly mm -hmm. doing that, depending on what, which decision you make. And one, one thing I've been thinking about lately or saying lately is like, for example, now, this sounds like a bit of a violent thing, way to put it, but I feel it's a good <laughs> example. If, I, if I, I could suddenly take this laptop, fling it at the wall, run outside in the street naked, singing something, you know, um, and then, you know, my fiance would come back home from work, wonder what the hell's going on. I'd be in the police station, like, you know, all these things would just take things in a completely different direction. So if I would just sit here, finish the conversation with you guys and make dinner, you know, for when she comes home, but we all have the possibility to just sort of take things in a completely different direction. And essentially that would shift, that's essentially shifting me to a different timeline to what I'm sort of originally going to be on, which I'm expecting to be on. And then it's going to shift a bunch of other people too that will also encounter that. And, and it would change my fiance's whole day, week, life, maybe, you know, like, and, it, yeah. and so, we, you know, we, we essentially just do this by each decision that we make, you know, and, and I suppose the, the kind of wilder idea is that all these things are already happening as a state of possibility, mm -hmm. right? If we've only got right now, then it's always been right now. And all of those things are already just there waiting for us to choose them. So that's all I got, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's definitely something that I've, I've thought about, especially not necessarily like high school age, maybe towards the end of high school, beginning like university college mm. was just, you know, was things like that. Like I know <clears throat> Michelle and I were almost in a really bad boating accident that I was like, 
how would our lives have been different? Like, yeah. would one of us have died that day? Would one of us have been, you know, double amputee or something for yeah. the rest of our lives? Yeah. Like, how would my life be different right now if that would have ended differently? Or mm-hmm. a near car accident that I had, if I would have, you know, if that would have ended a lot worse than it actually did, like, how would my life be different right now? What path would have taken or is that actually going on simultaneously mm. next to this life you know what i mean yeah um so it i is, mean what you what you mentioned huh? it's such a lot isn't it it's such a lot i mean that that all makes sense and it seems that we are going forward it's like this kind of um what's the word like paradox of these things you know the i guess there is only now all the time this guy sounds so dumb i guess there's only now no uh, but you know they're, they're, that's really how the only way that we can experience it but then there clearly is some sort of timeline of events because we age we see you know we see things plants die or something or you know there, there does seem to be this linear process where we all agree that that happened yesterday or you know all that stuff but then there's also that interesting thing of you know when you look back on stuff and then this is another kind of popular thing at the moment if you if you sort of look in these esoteric spiritual circles that people talk about you know okay, you can't change the past, but depending on how you look at the past from your perspective now, it's going to change anyway. So if I'm thinking about something that happened last week and I'm in a crappy mood, then I've got a bit of a different spin on, on a, unless I, you know, it was in a way better mood or carefree mood and I look back on it, then that event is actually different. So that actually, if that event could sort of affect how I am now, depending on how I am now looking at it, which again sort of brings you back to the now is it's a lot yeah yeah that's interesting i i mean i i've thought about it but never thought about it like that you know yeah. what i mean because i've thought about again things in our past and events that happened to us that you know kind of shaped and molded us the, you know as to who the people we are today and stuff and then thinking back on things like okay well this happened and and you know uh you you know it may have been like a a childhood trauma for you or something Mm. and you know now you look back on it and you're like uh you know you understand it better and you know for you it was like oh this was the most horrible time in my life Mm. Mm. and then you look back on those events and you're like you know what but that was something very necessary that needed to happen and and like i'm glad that that it happened and I'm happy now that that happened rather than what I wanted the outcome to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or, or that it wasn't that bad or, you know, obviously depending on what we're talking about things, you know, like when you're, you know, 20 and you go through a breakup and you think that that's the end mm-hmm. of the world and then you get 10 years perspective yeah. on it and you're like, Oh, that was nothing. You know, I don't even remember the past Yeah. The second name or something. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So so yeah, I, I sort of lost track of what I was saying, but um, but yeah, I suppose it's all yeah perspective and yeah, all of that. I don't know. So uh, you know, I guess you can't change the past, but in a sense, you almost sort of there's there's like a little loophole there, like that you sort of can in a way, yeah. in a way, you know, yeah. that it won't affect that that same event that was traumatizing then isn't as traumatizing now, depending on your perspective on it now. All right, I'm I'm done. <laughs> We're talking about, no, I mean... about ghosts again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I and yeah, please don't feel like it, it's too woo woo. Like, I mean, we we love having conversations like this, and like I think that well, this is one of the reasons we do this podcast is because we like having these conversations and and to kind of talk with like minded people, mm-hmm. um, so that 
because a lot of the time out in the real world you bring up topics like this yeah, and it's, like, but... <laughs> it's you know yeah, it's, yeah. um you know you, i feel like you keep saying like i like it's too much it's too much i'm like no this this is where we want to talk about it like it's a, a yeah. safe space if you will um, yeah and because i know no, yeah. I was gonna say it just it gives us different perspective. Like like I said, right now, just yeah. things that you said like just made me think about things differently. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or I hadn't thought about it that way. Now I'm thinking about it that way. You know, so mm-hmm. it's always good because it helps us grow as people too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. take in other people's perspectives. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know I appreciate these kinds of conversations because I was I always learn a lot. No, me too. Uh, yeah. I may not. Yeah, I may not always contribute because I'm a little bit out of my depth but by like i feel like i would i i and with you i've had a little bit maybe not a lot of conversation but i've been able to talk a little bit more or i feel comfortable i like listening to what you're saying because i i can understand it a little bit better as opposed to maybe a year or two ago when we started and we talked to some some of our guests that were giving like talking to us about uh talking to us about some very heavy things i was just kind of like whoa yeah yeah. you know like my mind was fried and and not in a bad way it was just a lot of information yeah so i mean i very much appreciate this and and these kinds of conversations no me too me too yeah i i I do enjoy it i i I really don't have many people to talk about this out out in the sort of day-to-day world around here um my fiance she's she doesn't. She finds the. She finds what we just talked about uh, interesting, but she doesn't believe in an af- afterlife or any of that stuff, which is a really interesting sort of dynamic because she's been sort of very. Yeah. She's been very diplomatic about how she, <laughs> so, you know, how she approaches that subject now since I've just wrote two books about it, and and um and she obviously you know we both went through losing my mum and and um she's sensitive to that, but I know her core belief hasn't really changed, and, and what's also interesting about that just sort of change the subject a little bit is that she's experienced stuff with me and I'm like, there you go then. And she's like, yeah, Yeah. but still, and I'm like, really? Like how, how can you (laughs) not believe in this stuff? Like, I know what you just experienced. I I experienced it too. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's strange that some, some people are just really not wired for this at all. Uh, yeah yeah michelle do you feel like you can identify it no I, I was gonna say i mean yeah same you know my, my partner as well like he's he's just like no i'm like what <laughs> like how like the world is so magical all these crazy synchronicities and this and that and it's yeah same thing it's just kind of like yeah whatever yeah um yeah. Part, part of me part of me appreciates it because i think it kind of keeps me grounded a little bit yeah, <laughs> um yeah. But yeah. sometimes it does feel a little lonely when it's like you want to share that, right? But then again, this is kind of why we have this podcast and why we're able to talk to like-minded people, and um, yeah, so it's it's funny, but I can relate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it, and and it, and it is probably good at the end of the day, you know, that she's sort of, I don't know, I mean, yeah, I suppose she must keep me grounded in some in some sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we're right at about an hour or a little over an hour. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, to to share or anything you'd like? Yeah, to no, up? no, that was really nice talking to you guys. I mean, yeah, just just the book. Um, yeah, you know, you can get it at the usual places like Barnes and Noble and and Walmart and all that stuff, and and then of course Amazon. And and if bookshops don't physically have it, then you can you know order it and um, pick it up from there. And of course, independent bookshops as well support those yes. all that stuff. Um, and and if anyone wants to get in touch with me, I've got a website uh philwebster.com uh it's phil with two l's um if you 
don't put two L's. You'll find some blacksmith guy in, in Yorkshire. So that's, that's not me. But, um, although I probably look like one, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch, I'm, I, I love talking about these things too. And um, yeah, quite open to emails and all that stuff. And, and also just talking about having a space. I've kind, I'm kind of trying to move towards maybe starting like an online circle myself. Um, not with me as kind of like some medium guru person because I feel like I'm still learning but just doing what we're doing here you know just like a place where people can get together and there'd definitely be like a lot of meditations involved and and all that kind of thing Um, I'm just kind of feeling it out how to sort of do it yeah but um, if anyone was interested please let me know and and I'll sort of go ahead with that yeah yeah I think that would be great yeah for sure and just to let you know Phil that you know, if you ever feel like you don't have anybody to talk to about this kind of stuff, we're always here, open ears, you know, to listen and, and have a conversation with you. So thank you very much. No, I appreciate it. I've really enjoyed t- talking to both of you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys, that was our uh, interview, our chat with Phil. I loved it. I mean, like, it's, I'm always slightly apprehensive when we're going to have mediums. Yeah. um, Because of what he said. Yeah. The exact reaction that he has with people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that is a thousand percent like what kind of goes on in my mind. And, and, and I do sometimes think like it's, and maybe it's because maybe I, yeah, maybe I'm cynical and I'm, you know, jaded. Yeah. But, uh, I, I very much appreciated like his, his groundedness and his, you know, it was very much like, yeah, I believe in this stuff and, you know, but like, it's not over the top and, and just kind yeah. of, I, it's more relatable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can tell that he's very much still in, in that journey and, and opening up and um, yeah. And, and, and that's what I, that's what I appreciate <clears throat> was that he said, I'm still like, I'm not some guru. Like yeah. I, I'm like, I'm just doing, this is, this is happening for me too. Like it's a brand new thing still for him. And I feel like a lot of times those not fake mediums, but like those, there's a, a lot of times that they, again, like with the whole doctor nurses, you know, that ego thing that they're just like, yeah, I'm a medium. I can do all this shit. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I can, I'm getting there. Yeah, he's like I'm still like I I get one or two pieces and and that maybe all that that'll maybe be all that I get and mm-hmm. that's it you know, uh so I I very much appreciated that um in in having those con- this, these conversations with them you know, um and like I said like I feel like the more we talk to people like this the more I'm like the more I'm learning the more I'm you know understanding feel like I understand yeah you know I still may not contribute like a whole lot but I feel like I'm understanding a lot more. I really appreciated having that conversation with him. Like I said, super grounded and kind of bringing up topics and things that we haven't really thought about. Like you said, with the the time and thinking about something in a, in a different perspective can actually change the past. And it's like, it's such a, such a small comment, but it's like mind blowing. It's like, I'd never really thought of that. That's very yeah. true. And it just mm-hmm. kind of like gets your brain going. Like it's, it's those little, I guess, seeds that get planted that, um, this is why I love, you know, doing this podcast and, and speaking to, yeah. to people because yeah, little seeds that I would not have thought about. Cause I almost feel like it's there, like it's therapeutic in a sense too, because like if you're going through something and, and like 
like you said, like for you, it was the like a breakup or whatever. Yeah. You know, at the time, it's the biggest thing in your life and you think it's you know the end of the world and all this stuff and then you look back on it and you're like "Ah, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me you know what i mean no for sure i mean Um, yeah very much just the the worst relationship that i've been in that that you know about like mm -hmm. when i really think about it as shitty as it was and as as traumatic as it was like i'm super grateful and i would do it again like if i had the choice I would do it again. I would love to like be able to get that done in two years instead of wasting four. But um, there are lessons that had I not had them, I don't think that I would be the person that I am today. And I would honestly probably still be in the same boat kind of thing. So it's And to think about, too, that if we didn't go through those things, we wouldn't be where we are. Like, you know, if I wasn't in that, like you said, that shitty relationship that I was in for two years and then like with nobody for the for the next four yeah you know i wouldn't have been where i am today married to my wife you know for sure or if i would have dated those you know these other two people like i never would have met my wife yeah you know so it's i mean life happens how how sometimes how it's supposed to yeah and and with him you know it seems like he was kind of getting these callings and wasn't quite ready to pick up the phone yeah now he is and it's I'm happy for for him to have started this journey. Yeah, and then I I know I mentioned the whole like my stomach like right now like I don't feel anything or my head doesn't hurt or I guess I didn't mention on the podcast but at one point when he was talking like I just like I got a really bad stomach ache and headache and and he 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 apologized if he put out any negative vibes but I don't even I don't think it was that like I just I don't know what it was. Um, that I just got really like it I don't know and like I and then I I also mentioned that I like when he was talking about his mom like I felt really close to her I don't know how to describe it it's not like I feel like she was here or like her presence you know I just you know almost felt like I could see like I could picture her really well when he was like talking about her and like like I don't know. Close. The best way I can say is I felt close to her, but I don't know what that even means. Yeah. And I don't even think it's like a medium thing. It's just I don't know. Maybe just the way he described her, or talked about her, or whatever. You know. Yeah, he kind of brought her to life with his words, mm. and and that's because yeah. he didn't even describe her looks Physically. or anything. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe it is that his mother is around still, and her essence comes out when he speaks of her i guess maybe yeah yeah but yeah i mean it was it was it was great i, I had fun i had fun talking to him so absolutely for um, sure. i hope you guys enjoyed the episode as well if you guys would like to contact us check out our website at webelievedu.com on the website there's a tab where you can find all our social media so make sure you go like follow and share on facebook or instagram There's also a tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening sites, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you have a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if y'all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, 
you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Mm -hmm.